0: Host here, the LA Probate Expert, and this is our probate weekly call every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. We also stream it live on Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube. And while I'm, I build myself, my website is the LA Probate Expert. We have today with us a lady who is not only just an expert in probate, I guess she's the Orange County probate expert, um, Shadi Schaefer. And Shadi is this is a repeat performance. We had her on a few months ago. Um, and uh, so many people asked to have her come back on the call that right away scheduled to have her come back and we worked it out to where both of our family lives could uh, make that work so Shai shuffle welcome back to private weekly
1: thank you bill thank you for having me <clears throat> i'm of and, course getting a tickle in my throat all of a sudden i don't know why
0: okay well um there you go that's part of the excitement of having you it's uh, <laughs> the way it goes you know it was funny when i first met her she said to me you know do you have a list of questions we you can ask me she you know gave me a whole. Like an attorney, she wanted like the list of the interrogatories before she answered him. I said, "Shadi, I've seen you before. I know I'm just gonna wind you up and let you go, and we're gonna have a great time together." So, uh, other than the tuck of your throat, there, I if like you get some water, or whatever. Um, uh, so, uh, Shadi, sure welcome,
1: Bill.
0: <laughs> as she passes out from oh uh, lack of oxygen that was the weirdest thing ever sorry about that (laughs) that's okay so shiny give us a little brief background like where you who uh, who you are where you're from and then how you got into law and how you got to be here in this particular niche
1: oh definitely um well um i was born in the bronx i won't go that far back but the big picture is that i'm the first us-born child of um, immigrant parents Um, they left their country due to like religious persecution and reasons and never looked back, very proud Americans. And fast forward, um, I, I live in Orange County and, you know, I was the first in my family to go to college first to go to law school. Um, originally I wanted to be like Aaron Brockovich, you know, go against the big, big companies, taking advantage of the little people and, you know, on environmental issues and other things. And, um, about a year into law school, I actually came upon estate planning and I'm very thankful for it. I'm sorry, I said a year into law school. I'm sorry, a year out of law school, I was practicing at a law firm doing defense work on the insurance side, uh, representing large hotels and doing a lot of auto defense. And I went, oh, my goodness, why did I get into this? I can't stand this stuff. And I didn't really love what I was doing and um, my day to day. I didn't feel like I was really helping and being of service. And I realized that was my true nature. And so um, I was very lucky to fall into state planning. And then as they say, the rest is history. So fast forward now, I think what I'm in my eighth, 19th or 20th year, I'm losing track a little bit. No way. And <laughs> No way, I know. I'm like, what? wait a minute. Starting uh, yeah. with you 13? you're so sweet. 2022 officially, it'll be 20 years. And uh, yeah, so I, I have my own law practice um, with my partner here in Irvine. Asset Protection Elder Law Center, we do serve clients all throughout the state of California. And I just decided, um, when I started my practice, uh, I wanted to be of service, help protect families, their businesses, their hard-earned assets from the probate court system, from the legal system, from all the expense, And you know, from uh, eight years ago, I decided to no longer do litigation. So I don't do interrogatories. I don't demand documents and things. So Mm. I think um, I'm sort of, in this little bubble, I uh, just kind of got out of that fight, if you will, and I try to help my clients avoid litigation and all that good stuff. So estate planning, probate, trust administration.
0: Got it. So um, so let's talk about, let's start with the probate piece. So obviously probate is, I heard somebody uh, told me that probate is when you file a lawsuit against yourself and uh, eat, up all the, uh, eat up all the equity <laughs> of oh, your good. house. I'm
1: gonna use that, that's very well said.
0: And so, uh, but but unfortunately, when they have to do probate, uh, they come to you. So, what's a typical? What's the most common case that you see of probate coming to you?
1: You know what? I just got one this morning, actually, from a realtor. I guess the broker referred her to me. And mom passed away just a couple weeks ago, Um, actually less than a week ago. And she didn't have a trust. She didn't have a will. And she has a property in California. So here we go. Honestly. You know, if I'm being really blunt, trust attorneys love those calls because we make most of our money in probate, but I, I don't enjoy those calls because I don't want the family to have to go through probate. You know, I had to sort of go through the whole process and explain to them that, you know, you're not going to be able to do anything with this property for at least four or five, maybe as much as six months, depending on the court calendar. And I really don't like to have to share that. And then the expense, The public side of it is just all additive stressors and negative aspects to probate, you know, in California, we're the worst state in the entire country to go through our probate court system. That's another thing I'm very, you know, embarrassed sometimes to mention. So probate is when someone's assets are not properly under a trust. The confusion is, is that some people, because in other states it's different than California, there are other states that are similar to California, but a will alone does not protect your assets from probate. Okay. Biggest
0: misconception, by far, right?
1: Huge. Yes, it's really. It's yeah. It's a shame. Or you know, the kids calling and they're like, "But I'm my mom's power of attorney." It's like, yeah. well, yeah. that doesn't work after mom's passed, right? Right. So you know, I, I try to, I try to explain it like a, an umbrella or a bucket, like. <laughs> your stuff has to go in this bucket. And then we create this trust plan that serves like as an umbrella of protection over you and your assets. So it's not just about my assets, right? I tell people, pray you pass away swiftly and then it becomes someone else's burden, right? But if I drive home tonight and I get slammed by a car and I'm in a coma, I, I mean, have I put any instructions of how I wanna be cared for? And 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 you people think, Oh, well, you know, your husband will take care of you, and but that's or your spouse will take care of you, but that's not true. And, you know, maybe that's not the best person for the job, right? You could be in a, a loveless 20-year marriage and they might want to kill you, your spouse. So, you know, you might want to appoint your brother, or your best friend, you know, a mm-hmm. parent as your agent right. for healthcare and finances and stuff. So the law says if you build don't put a plan in place yourself, we've got the plan for you. And it's to it. stand in line, <laughs> pay a lot of money, plan.
0: <laughs> I call it the post office will handle your estate for you.
1: There you go. You, They'd be glad you, to it. So even with even the better same, said.
0: With the same ruthless efficiency of mailing a package to the post office, they'll handle all your most intimate financial details and health details. Don't worry. The state of California has it under control. I mean, it's not like the state's burning down or energy's running out. Or we're being overrun with homelessness the state's very well run right they're gonna run oh, your yeah. state as well as they do the state oh
1: yeah don't okay. get me started
0: i gonna go there okay so now you're in orange county as opposed to la in general you know my experience having grown up in orange county and spending a lot of time there is that the county government there just seems to run a little more efficiently as far as you know your freeways are are, are more uh, organized and streets and building seems to work a little better and and Crime seems to be a little more under control than Los Angeles County, uh, and I would imagine probate. I think LA is the biggest probate county in the country, and just overrun. What's it like in Orange County as far as timelines during the COVID period? Are are things still impacted? Are they caught up? Are they moving efficiently with video? How how is the probate court in Orange County today?
1: You know, I wouldn't say it's you know. I, First of all, thank you for the compliments. I just think that we're just more spread out, so it's easier to manage. If I can give my two cents on that, and a lot of people want to live in LA versus maybe in some of these other areas for a variety of reasons, who knows? Uh, but you know, both of the courts, LA and Orange County, are equally as efficient. So I have I have probates oh. in LA currently. Oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm saying efficient, but you're not saying efficient. I, you know, no. what I meant was they're the same in their process. Let me let me correct myself. Thank you. They're same more or less. I mean, you know, every county differs a bit. I know in LA, some some courtrooms and some judges have allow online, some don't. You know, so that's a little bit different. Over here, yeah. it's a little bit more uniform, I think, uh, based on my you know my recollection. I don't want to misstate anything, but you know, for the most part, you're still standing in line. You're not getting anything extra by having passed away in Orange County. So for those listening, you don't get to pick, oh, I wanna go to LA court or probate, or I wanna go to Orange County probate. Your probate's determined based on the county that you die and you pass away in. So that death certificate's going to sort of uh, specify where you're going into probate court. But it is definitely easier, it's better. I've been down to the uh, LA courthouse and that is not as easy as going to the probate courthouse. So from a practical administrative standpoint, it is easier to manage things here. And yeah, of course, la's got way too many cases on their dockets and files but i know orange county does as well all Mm -hmm. of our courts are overwhelmed whether you're in probate family law court criminal civil it's just everyone's backlogged and it's a it's unfortunate that's why the courts want everybody to manage their affairs legal financial dealings everything the courts don't want to see any of us they want us to deal with the stuff outside of the courts
0: good point so you know uh uh You know, I. You're right. They want. They they want us. They really want you to, to handle things, and they'll make it easy if you get it done outside of the courtroom. But once it goes in the courtroom, it is going to be a problem. It's just, it's not pleasant. They don't want you there. The. Uh, I listen to other uh, coaching companies in the real estate space that will say, "Oh yeah, go to the courthouse and find the clerk and be best friends with the clerk. Invite them to lunch, uh, bring them a little gift, ask them for help." I'm thinking. There's like bulletproof glass between you and the clerk in LA. You're never going to talk to that person. They're never going to give you their name. Uh, You know, just give them the paper, step back, step back. You're never, but in other counties, I know in San Bernardino, there's an agent who comes to my call while, who went to court and, and had a matter, a court confirmation where the, the admin of the judge fills out the order, hands it to the judge, and the judge signs it right then when the case is over and you walk out with a signed original la that's weeks of it it's rejected redone rejected and done right
1: same thing in Orange County, Bill. Where I'm waiting by like the edge of my, you know, chair for these orders. Um, actually, in one of my recent cases, they needed it for the close of a real estate transaction, of and they went and they actually went in person and they were allowed to get the order. But it is not an easy thing to get, and no. that is amazing. Uh, yeah, maybe we should try to pass away in San Bernardino or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Before I pass, hold on one second. Yeah, that would be uh, an interesting a service you can have, like an ambulance. that just, at the last moments, picks you up and takes you every day. Probably over there. <laughs> there. Save your money on your probate fees. So um, now in LA, I and mean, you see the same thing, I so often probate when they, not your cases, because you know what you're doing. Uh, one of the statistics I learned was when I, when I pulled the data to start marketing probate cases, in LA County, 95% of cases are handled by an attorney who did one case in less 12 months or less, meaning zero. And so now percent of the cases that are done by attorneys who've not done one in a year, not done one during COVID, I guess, nowadays, uh, not done one uh, that was a, like the last one, they're all a little different, right? And it just seems that forever making little administrative mistakes that drag things out, that's why when I talk to people, I say, make sure you work with a probate attorney, not just, the attorney you like or love or, or handled your DD, DUI, your incorporation papers or something else. Is that the same thing you see with, I, I know you can't badmouth colleagues and I don't mean to go there, but 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 you see the importance of having a specialist like you as opposed to a generalist?
1: 100%, look, I had a dear client of mine call me just the other day to review a lease agreement for a purchase of a business. Could I do it? I could, but should I know? <laughs> you know so i just referred him to a business colleague of mine look you know i think that when you stay in your lane in your specialty you're giving your client your best and you're representing them at the best level possible that's just a personal belief i have my partner sometimes will say well can't you just look at this because he wants to like tell his buddy oh yeah we'll we'll do it for you i'm like don't do it it's not worth it you know there's like these little things that can come back to bite you in the butt I won't get into that detail, but I learned that in my own life years ago with a cousin who had a collections issue and, you know, they changed the law one year before and only in California, and I didn't know that, so I missed something, right? I am seeing this more, I have to say, I think perhaps when COVID happened and they made a shift over also to um, video, uh appearances and whatnot i feel maybe um i i'm I'm finding out that some attorneys are like oh i'll do it how difficult could it be probates generally form based but they're i'm telling you i was in court just um two weeks ago and the the attorney was asking the judge oh well what do i file next and the judge went excuse me counsel counsel have you practiced probate and you know you know not really your honor this is my first go at it she's like well this is not self-help i'm not allowed to answer those questions for you but she was actually very nice to him considering most judges wouldn't even you know give any guidance and i think she showed what form or where to go or what to do but i'm seeing that more often here's the here's the thing can they figure it out they can eventually but what's going to happen is that case that should be settling in about a year and a half two years is now going to be two two and a half three years
0: Unless out of the blue comes Mr. Air Nightmare. Right? <laughs> Unless out of the blue, the brother who was complaining oh, well, all then... of a sudden flips and goes, No, it's your fault I've got paid yet. I'm gonna file as an objector now and I want to replace you. And now you have a classic litigation nightmare,
1: right? Absol- oh, for sure. That's a whole different game game changer. Absolutely. And it will definitely delay it by several years.
0: Now, as a result of you seeing what a mess probate can be and your practice doing probate filings and administration, you also, I think a big chunk of your business, maybe the majority, is avoiding probate using estate planning techniques and living trust and such, correct?
1: Yes, correct.
0: So, so talk about that. You know, I'm sure you must get the objection all day long, wow, that's a lot of money to spend. And, yes, and, I do. And, and you and I know that whatever we, if you doubled your fee on estate planning, it's still way less than if it goes to probate. We know that. And we also know that if they needed the estate plan in place in God forbid time of a medical uh, problem, they would easily pay your fee twice over and say thank you, but can't at that point. So how do you deal with that? When if I sit down with you and you say, well, Bill's going to cost blank, and I like I fall to my chair. How do you explain the value that you're creating, which I see and you see every day? Sure. But they have to write a check to make that work.
1: Sure, that's a great question. Um, you know the entry fee. I kind of make the analogy of disneyland you know it's expensive to get in and then once you're in it's even more money <laughs> probate's the same way so i've sort of generalized overall the just hard costs of probate the entry filing fee the publication fee just the the fees that anybody has to pay when they go into probate court is about three thousand i mean someone yes. could crunch the numbers and say ah oh, that's really two to three but okay let's just call it three thousand right just to be safe And so, look, I tell clients, you already are going to have to pay $3,000 minimum just to get in line in probate court. And then once you're in, the fees are based on the market value of the assets. In California, an average property is kind of, you know, a decent property is easily could be a million. And now you're looking at another $31,000 minimum. That's just to the attorney, not the family member who's also the administrator. Right. You add those numbers up, you're looking at a minimum of 34,000 and right. you're assuming the family member's not gonna charge their fee, right. which tax on another 31. Now you're at $65,000. You know, So you know, even someone that says, oh my, I only have a dinkly $300,000 property. Well, you're still looking at at least another 6,000 in legal fees. That's 10,000 right there. That's so, if you
0: can get it, that's if you can get it done. That's if you it, get it through the probate process Exactly. So I take a year and a half, two years without any fights, without any mistakes, all problems. Doesn't right. count the health of the medical directives and everything else that goes. Exactly. Yeah,
1: it's not just exact very great point. You know, when you create a trust, you're not just avoiding probate. That's just one benefit of a trust. Mm-hmm. You're avoiding so many other things. You know, special needs issues. If you've got a, an adult child or a loved one that's got that's on housing or medical or is a special needs disabled recipient on disability, you could protect that inheritance for them in the right way. That's a huge benefit. Now, someone might be listening, saying, oh, everyone's healthy in my life. But your money might not go to your children till they're adults. Your adult child can have a stroke, can have an accident. You don't know. And then you're also giving it to them in a lot of other benefits, creditor protection, Uh, Divorce protection. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, for children who would want to hand a child at age 18. Several hundreds of thousands of dollars, let alone $30,000 right right? in a trust, you could leave that money for the benefit of the child with the trustee managing it. A trust avoids guardianship issues for people like me with minor children, a trust or a solid estate plan avoids issues when you're at the doctor, like you said, for your medical decisions. Um, it helps people manage your burial and you know or cremation arrangements it avoids the conservatorship people well it also
0: lets you decide the burial arrangements rather than family deciding exactly. and it over also avoids the
1: conservatorship yeah
0: you know, we we had a fight recently with a family member that went one way and another way and another way and
1: yes exactly you said in the
0: passing also that, that i really n- that never really uh, detailed talk a little bit about the medical clawback when you don't when you have probate versus a trust what is that Look like what and what's what's a typical expense you've seen in probate where somebody had to pay back those fees?
1: Um, actually, in one of my cases, it was kind of shocking because the the gentleman was actually a veteran, but the, he was in some kind of uh, care facility. I don't know what all the details were, but um, the state sent us a seventy six thousand dollar IOU bill, How and bad. they knew we opened probate. They knew. I mean, I. We were stuck in court, right? We weren't going to run away. The family wasn't going to run away with the money. But can you believe this, Bill? They still filed a suit. And I was like, call the. the, I remember I called the the representative at the state agency and I said, wait a minute. We acknowledge that you're a creditor. We acknowledge that we're going to pay. Sorry, counsel. We have to do this to protect our interests. (laughs) We don't file the suit and a year passes, you know, statute of limitations, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy story. Now they've changed the rules a little bit on that. Interestingly enough, that's another benefit. If you put up assets in a trust, you're right. actually going to protect yourself more now from Medi-Cal attaching to it on the back end. I won't get into the details of that here because I think it's too much information, but there are some ways to protect an elderly parent or grandparent or elderly family member from the clawback from Medi-Cal by having a trust in place. they
0: could be five, 10, 20, 50, $70,000 and I've seen, I think, even higher. So definitely yeah. another reason. Can you imagine you pass and, and if there's, you're in the afterlife, you're looking out from heaven and your state gets a bill for $70,000 from the state of California. That would just, that, that'd make me, that'd be a bad day for me. If that I That was, was a somewhere. bad
1: one. Cause I think the total assets ended up being like 300 something. <sighs> it wasn't a lot. So I just felt like, oh my gosh, can I make this go away? There was nothing I could do to make it go away. It was bad. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah.
0: So. um now you get uh, you use the term estate planning. I noticed um, in particular, do you get into tax mitigation and, and tax uh, uh, avoidance strategies and planning, or do you work with accountants on that, or how how do you absolutely. coordinate somebody who's got a lot of assets? What's your game plan for that?
1: Um, absolutely, we do an analysis, and I mean, right now, still currently, you know, everyone's got that. Um, exemption amount that's really high you know a married couple can pass 22 and change 22 million and change two beneficiaries estate tax-free california oh 22 gay- i thought it was like
0: 20 okay that's good to know i'm gonna make a note yeah. of that that actually um, passed 22 now so yeah
1: 20. Okay, and good. california still does not have any state specific death taxes so anyone listening do not ever vote Please, do not vote for California to pass something that says, yes, when I die, I want to pay a state-specific death tax. Don't do More
0: taxes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: more taxes. Please, Lord, don't do that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, we do that analysis uh, with our clients, and, you know, it's like a building block. You know, the estate plan is a foundational plan, and then you build other plans. Some people want asset protection, some people want a life insurance trust to hold life insurance in, in monies. And then I'm currently, I just finished a revocable trust. Now I'm moving to the tax planning part of it with another client. So we look for those things during even that initial planning phase of just basic estate planning.
0: So we got a couple of questions in the chat box um, from Rama. He says, can we add international assets into a trust?
1: No. Typically you can't now you can have an international trust, but you have to go to an attorney to, you know, that's, you know, that does internet specifically international estate planning, you know, typically depending on where the person lives and, and some of the details of the assets, a lot of times, we have a lot of clients that have a California and then they do planning, let's say in France, or they'll do a plan in Germany and they've got a plan there for the assets there, and then we try to kind of connect them a little bit.
0: I kind think it's my new point. goal, that I need asset protection in multiple countries. I think that would be a good standard to set. Right <laughs> yeah. now it's just United States. Um, and it's 22 million though covers me so far, so I'm in good shape there. Um, and another question we got was, uh, can you explain the creditor protections of using a trust? Does that apply to a standard living trust or only um, upon the death of the trust or does it pro- provide uh, protections?
1: okay so that's a very good question so let me clarify when i shoddy create a trust for myself if it's just a revocable trust right that type of trust is avoiding probate that is typically what most people in california need 90 percent of the public clients come through the door want, need just a revocable estate plan i don't have creditor protection right so when i take this property and i put it in my trust if if i go and text someone and i'm not paying attention and i you know hurt them really bad or god forbid they die because of my car accident they could sue me just because that property is in that revocable trust that is not i don't personally have creditor protection my reference to creditor protection was when i shoddy leave my boys money in my trust to them how the attorney drafts it can provide my children creditor protection so that when i die in the future if my boys each get let's say five hundred thousand dollars each from my trust because i've got a life insurance policy in there the way i draft the way of the that, the way that trust is drafted if they've got a judgment or if they go hurt someone and the money's in the trust we could actually protect it because it was mom's money that she gave the sons and not their own money sitting in their account so that a creditor can attach to that i hope that explains it yeah. there are more advanced planning type trusts where you got where you the person can have creditor protection but those are really high end i mean those are advanced um uh, type trust that you have to get really good guidance on and, and you don't you don't get your cake and eat it too so sometimes you lose control over that right so if i put my house in in trust where i want creditor protection sometimes i'm not the trustee and i can't control this asset there's that's a lot more detail that i think is not
0: good to go into here at the right. moment. It gets very particular, very specific. Yeah. Okay, good. So um, <clears throat> tell me about a little bit about um, your business, if you don't mind. And if it's personal, I always ask personal questions, so feel free to say, uh, next subject. Let's talk about building your business. I mean, you've been in business, you said about 20 years, since you were five years old, and um, you're established, you're well known. I, I, you know, I, It was easy to find you and, and kind of get some background. So I know you're doing, you have a substantial uh, practice and, and such, are you still in a growth mode? And if so, what do you do to build your business? Or or um, are you more kind of just working out the business uh, energy that you've created already?
1: I would say that finally, I've got a lot of exponential, which I'm very thankful for. I think it's time to scale, I'm not going to lie. I think it's time to add more staff and sort of scale. It's a it's a tough balance to strike, right? I don't want to lose that really good customer service and that boutique mm. feel that I love. Mm. I don't really want a big um, firm, if you will, Bill. I want to have, you know, a good small team of people that have the same value system as I do. So, right. you know, I'm still growing. I, I'm very blessed that uh, I'm still getting phone calls and business from existing clients, their family and friends. I've got a very strong um and very blessed i'm very humbled um rolodex if you will of really good professionals who refer to me cpas financial planners realtors you know i've got some a few raging fans out there that just you know when they hear trust or anything estate planning they're like call shoddy which i'm very thankful for i do refer a lot of business out to that that i don't focus on and i'm happy to make the referrals all the time you know I'm, I'm even happy to if someone's got a different budget and my firm doesn't meet their budget rather than my trying to discount and do that stuff anymore i just say look let me give you my guy's number and he you could get you know if you want a 1500 trust here call him you know but you know there's some issues with that sometimes you know so uh i have a very good track record for all my clients have avoided probate and I'm very thankful for that, knock on wood.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, I, you know, one of the most Don't controversial. Jinx
1: universe. Oh, God.
0: What, one more thing. What was that?
1: I said, I hope the universe doesn't jinx me now that I just said that.
0: <laughs> no, and you put it out there, you can get more of it. That, that's good. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, one of the things I say that I think I get a little trouble with attorneys on, just my my professional opinion as a real estate agent and as a businessman observing probate court in LA County specifically is that if you have a bad living trust, that's better than no living trust about 90 to 95% of the time, that you need to get something. Once you get it and get it done and deed your property, then go to your attorney and get a real one and get it done properly. But but I, I literally this week had somebody call me where their sister, you know, they, they prepared a living trust, never executed, never deeded the properties. And now unfortunately, the sister's in a coma. So none of the protections apply because they never signed the piece of paper and turned it in. never the assets and put them in the trust and I said that's why and she said well it was three months of you know meetings and phone calls and this and getting paperwork together and I said right just get one done and then from there you can always restate it or do a new one there's nothing a little, you know what
1: I had someone that was um, going on a cross-country road trip mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to throw this out there because I don't want people calling me and expecting me to do trust within a week's time or two weeks time but you know, she came referred by a good colleague. And I just was like, I'll call her Sarah. I was like, you know what? We're going to get it done. If you're flexible and you know that we're going to have to like revisit this and readjust and amend and restate the trust documents, I will get you covered immediately because I don't want you to get on that road trip and not be protected. So let's do this. And we did it
0: um, And today. People are so nervous as you really give them a sense of comfort knowing it's been done.
1: There's a security. Look, I tell people, don't have to hire me but you have to get this done it's crazy not to have trust i I mean i I kid you not it's it's an important you know i kind of see it as like okay i'm buying a home i need property insurance you know you've got the you have to have the basic stuff that you need to get when you purchase a home or you have a business estate planning should be like another thing that you just do health insurance you know done you know property insurance business insurance estate planning like it has to go and i'm not saying that you need to necessarily some people think oh i don't have a home i don't need it that's not true a single mom or a single parent with a minor child with no assets no bank account no real estate no business actually needs a trust because they need to make sure they're protecting their child and not only that, I am, I'm going to assume they have life insurance or if they don't, at least they should get that and they should put the beneficiary of the life insurance as the trust. And boom, you've just fully protected your child and your extended family from not having all these legal issues when, God forbid, something happens to you.
0: True confession. I do this call every week. I talk about this issue every week. I tell everybody they have to have it. I wrote down my to do list to buy my, my uh, daughter's married and, and literally, as we speak, she's in the delivery room. I see the sign I expect your first grandchild in the next couple hours. Right? Congratulations. And I told myself I was gonna get a trust in place for as a gift, I was gonna buy one for them and, and just do a basic trust and I was gonna say to them, look, I, they're adults, they have money, they've done a really nice job, just get this done. You can always get another one and keep me out of the details you want. I don't wanna get in your business, but I would have a basic one in place to protect your child from the, all the medical issues and guardianship issues and things like that. And I've told myself that for three or four months now or I guess eight months now If you think about it, eight and a half months and here we are, I still got it done. So it's one of those things you just got to get done and and push through. So, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm publicly committed to getting it done this. I'm gonna hang up here today between Friday and Sunday. I'm gonna get it done. I'll email
1: you separately on that bill. We'll talk. We'll we'll make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen kind of gal.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I know you are. I know you are. I love that about you. Um, okay. Couple questions. Um, What legal point matters do you refer out? I think what you were saying, if I could just summarize is because you work on these things, anything outside of that, while you have a license and you might have some background in it, you're not an expert in those fields, whatever it is, am I right or wrong? Or is there a range of things that you would refer out?
1: Yeah, I do. I don't do conservatorships. I don't do guardianships. Actually, even though it says Asset Protection Elder Law Center, I don't focus on elder law, like financial elder abuse and things of that nature. So I... I do refer things out in that field that people think well wait wait doesn't make sense you should do it i've just created sort of this little niche of what I do I also don't take all probates. I you know I used to be the yes girl and say yes to all cases, but you know after being in one for like four years and not even really getting paid on it i've learned, you know, once you get experience and knowledge and you know. I've just learned sorta of to cut those types of issues, and I feel bad, but I always try to refer them out. I don't just say sorry, we can't help you. Good luck to you. I really, right. really, right. I really want to help. I really don't want to feel like that person. I don't want them to go call, you know, try to go on Google and find someone. Why not? Right. Why not? I send them to two or three attorneys I know that I respect and I feel can do good work. I'm happy to do that for them, and 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 at the very least that I do that.
0: Well, and your heart comes to that. that's that's the reason I I. Called you the first time is because that's important to me you know i i see the challenge of being an attorney especially in the old days when you had to go to court uh over and over again for some of those cases it was a nightmare but so when attorneys turned down a case and I, i'd refer to them to somebody they would just turn them down like well and then he call me to tell me hey i can't handle it for this reason i can appreciate they don't want the business for whatever reasons but if you tell me then i can try to maybe pl- refer them somewhere else but just to tell the customer no like you say, you're sending them to Yelp or Google. What a nightmare that would be um, for, mm-hmm. for somebody who doesn't know what to do. Um, next question, more complicated. So the process, I read
1: it. I'm so oh, sorry, okay. Bill. I read right. it. Can I just summarize really the yes. question and then answer yes. it?
0: Yeah. Hopefully
1: okay, that'll help you. Yeah. So the question is: um, this person has an existing probate case. Their attorney subbed out of it, meaning they filed a document saying I'm out of the case. You client now are in charge of the case they're in pro per. The question was, do I have to start over again? Are there new filing fees publication? No, you do not have to start over again. When an attorney subs out or subs in you're going from the point in which that case got to. So hopefully that helps answer that person's question. Um, But it's it's a it's a tough world. I mean, it took me years to learn probate and to learn to do it efficiently you know, you, everyone can learn anything, but whether, you know, right, I could, I guess, change the oil of my car, but it could take me a lot of mistakes and a long time to do. So the question always becomes, you know, time, you know, versus money and so on and so forth. So, but good luck to you on that one. I don't know who that is exactly, but. Uh,
0: you know, I, I you're talking to a guy who, I don't even hang pictures in my house. I call my son in law, he does it for me. So I get, you know, specialization and finding people and he has all the tools and the box and the whole thing and, and loves helping out, so. Um, contact info, we're going to put that into your uh, into the chat box here when we're done. Is Oh, here's one. Is a trust only for an older person because myself, I put an LLC for my own properties. I have clients that put everything into a trust.
1: So, um, LLC person, if something happens to you, no one has access to that LLC, legally speaking. Right. So, that creates probate. So very awesome that you created an LLC and put your investment properties in there. That's that's great protection. It's a good structure legally, tax-wise. However, now you need an estate plan and your trust attorney will assign the interest of the LLC into the trust. So that if something were to happen to you, your appointed trustee can manage the LLC finish transactions under the LLC, pay the bill, pay the CPAs, and just manage the LLC or sell the properties in the LLC to distribute or transfer the LLC to your loved ones who you want the LLC to be ultimately transferred to.
0: So two different tools, LLC is a great tool for protecting yourself with investment properties, trust, great tool for protecting your life and your medical issues and your finances and tax avoidance and things like that. But, and you probably need both. And I have, a I have a corporation for my business the shares of my corporation are held by my, by my trust. I don't cause in case something happens it, it passes with everything else. And uh, it's not just I...
1: for old people. No, no, no. Bad assumption.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Anyone over 18 that has a business, a home real estate, any real estate, or any money over $166,000 that person can trigger probate. It could be an 18 year old with a minor child that parent, has a duty to that child to have estate planning documents in place so that if something happens to that parent, the family could step in and be the guardian of the child and so on and so forth. Please don't let your children be left. So, well, the idea is uh, shady, right? Shoddy. Dottie this is
0: Alicia so the question is I don't have kids okay I'm in my 20s and I do have uh, own properties, however, like how much is to open a trust, you know, because is is like. Uh, with the llc you know everything adds up, <laughs> so how much is to open a trust with the llc combined? you know, for one property, what are you looking at. I
1: mean i'll just tell you what you know you can find it as little as 1500 if you found it for anything less than that I would be a little concerned, to be honest. Do you I mean, $1, $1, unless $1, you're doing it online year? or something, which I don't suggest. There's a lot of moving parts to creating an estate plan and making sure the LLC and the real estate is under the trust. Shari, like
0: per year, fifteen hundred per year?
1: No. No, no, no. It's a one-time fee, but that's the bottom pricing in my office. Our trust fees um really toggle around thirty-five to forty-five hundred dollars. So Those one-time fee, correct? Twenty-five to forty-five hundred. That's a good range. Yes. For lifetime. Correct. Well, yes. I mean, if you have changes in your trust, you need to update it. But it, a trust could last 20, 30 years. Yeah,
0: okay. I mean, the law has changed, and so you might want to update. I, I, you know, I have clients who've had one for five years, or ten years. I'll say to them, you know, you might want to call your attorney and just talk about, you know, their changes. They affect you, and your life has changed. Have you added kids? And the law might affect you if you have kids. Or now your kids were younger. and Now they're older. It may not be a big issue for you. But if you have another young child. It may be an important issue for you so
1: so do you do you mean how much does it matter how much stuff you put in there or just like for for it to open no that's just to create your trust alicia you should be able to always just tramp so let's say you create your trust right in 2021 and let's say in 2022 you buy two more properties. If you've got a good relationship with your trust attorney, there's really no need for them to be involved. You send your escrow, your certificate of trust, your legal documents, here's my trust. And they just put title automatically into your trust or in your case, you're gonna keep putting more properties in your LLC. Once that original initial trust plan is done and the as LLCs is assigned under the tr- uh, trust, you could put 10 properties in your LLC, out of your LLC, and you don't need to update your trust in, in that detail. So basically, trust is the buff LLC.
0: Yes. Correct. Uh, yeah. Thank
1: you. I mean, you know, if you want to give it that the,
0: kind of a. Yeah, well, you, you can have multiple LLCs all into a trust. Correct. Um, but, but, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I got it. How many LLCs you still need a trust to protect you for other reasons, both the medical and personal and tax and all that? So I get it. It's so just all the assets. I get it. <laughs> yeah. We are all Jewish, so we got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so uh, another question we have here in the chat box is, uh, this, now I see this, if I could restate this so from Crystal, my family has been in probate court since 2003 uh, because the County is trying to find beneficiaries. So I get questions like this all the time. And my first assumption is there's a breakdown of communication. And if there's an attorney, they're not doing the job of explaining things because that's just not really possible.
1: Now, that to me is a very scary situation if someone came to me and called and said i have a probate since 2003 i would be like something's wrong with this probate case somewhere something
0: litigated for that long i mean there's things it could be but it's not they're looking for a beneficiary there's no way that's the case right i've seen i'm sure you've seen cases even older than that where there's two or three litigations and they're waiting for that to be resolved and it gets appealed and that's a that's a different animal, uh, but this is a case where my point of this one is, there's no way that's true, yet the customer or the client believes it's true because that's what their attorney told them. And I say, no, your attorney either isn't explaining it or they don't know what they're doing. One of those two is the case because it can't be looking for beneficiaries for 18 years. That's not possible.
1: And Bill, sometimes also lay, lay people are confused about the process, right? Yeah, so I've had a call like that. We looked into it and it wasn't even an open probate, right? right? It shifted to you know it's some type of administration under, you know, right. Right. an appointed fiduciary and so on.
0: Um okay. So uh, Mark regular Hey Mark, how you doing? I see a number of probates that in San Francisco Bay Area where the PR wants to represent the estate, it could be because of the high prices, uh, and the PR wants the money for the estate as a pro per. So they're, they're not getting paid as an attorney in those cases, they're getting paid. As the administrator executor, which the law provides for, right? In fact, the, the statutory limits are I, I think identical to what attorneys could get as far as the maximum. And as a recognition, there's work involved. Doesn't mean the court's gonna give you that amount or approve it, right? So can you talk a little bit about when somebody who is a petitioner, whether executive administrator of an estate, can they get paid and how does that work?
1: Yeah, so that's a very good question. Anyone Okay, so when someone passes there's always one person in the family, or at least they have to find one person in the family. or someone that knows that person that passed who steps forward to serve as the point guard, if you will, as the person Mm, in charge of that person's estate now they can only become in charge if a court blesses them to do that so. if You know some kind of bad history track record criminal record credit score a judge could say i don't find you fit but generally speaking a family member uh, will step forward of the decedent to serve as what's called the administrator um sometimes it's referred to as the executor if there's a will and so what happens is that person is entitled to get paid they don't get to say what they want like oh i want to get paid this much money that is also set per code and so the same Statutory probate fees that I've been making reference to, like in that scenario where I said, oh, if the property is a million, it's based on the market value of the property, not, you know, not Shoddy's equity, right? My equity could be 200K. I could owe the bank $800,000 loan, but my property, if I sell it, it's a million. My probate fees are based on the market value. So on a million, it's $31,000. That's always my example because it's an easy one. So that representative would get $31,000 at the very end of the case. So year and a half, 2 years later, when everyone's sort of getting their checks, $31,000 comes out of that pot and then everyone gets their distribution. So don't forget 31 to the representative, 31 to the attorney and then the expenses, right? Filing fee, publication bond, whatever, any other expenses creditors, so on and then and then the rest of the 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 beneficiaries would get paid out the heirs of the estate would get paid out
0: so Connie uh, asked a question about self-service trust you can do online does that work so I think uh, Shani, you and I differ a little bit on this one because okay. um, now look if you're one you know if you're doing a lower price and I hate to even bring that up because you're worth the full amount but there are people who who just are going to grind and grind and grind and at a the point that we're they're, they're, you're gonna say it's too, you don't, you don't wanna do it that cheaply and they're not gonna do anything. And I say to them, just get one, because you know, $500 out of 5,000 in the fees or 300 fees, it's not that much, but you can get it day one, get it done online. Now, sometimes they start online and realize how much work it is and realize they want an attorney to finish the job up. When I sell a house, I'll, I'll pay for my client to get a living trust. I'll say I'll either pay the online fee or that much towards your attorney's fees. So they can call an attorney and, I'll pay the first $500 for a married couple to get it. Her question is, can she do it herself and record it? And I always say, well, if you are asking those questions, that's probably not the right service for you. What, what yeah. you. what do you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, if the question is, do I suggest online self-service? Look, at the end of the day, if someone's not going to hire a reputable, medium priced expensive, whatever you want to call it, trust attorney. I mean, look, I decided in my firm years ago, I wanted to be sort of the consigliere for my clients, right? If you if you watch The Godfather, I don't, I'm not like a one-stop shop. I'm not a trust mill. I'm not like churning out trust. When my clients sit down with me, I'm looking at a lot of things, not just their estate. plans. I talk to them about insurance. I talk to them about property insurance. I talk to them about their adult children. You know, we do full-fledged you know, legal guidance for clients. So okay. I've got a different model. I know not, I know it's not for everybody. So I'm pretty straightforward in my fee structure. I give it to them out, outright in front via email so that I do that because if someone really is like, look, I'm not looking for a $3,000, $4,500 trust. I want a $2,000 trust or some people might be like, you know, I had a guy like, I don't know, it's a couple of months ago, He's was like, I want a $950 trust. I'm like, definitely not us like i was like definitely not us like these are your other options perhaps i have i'm not going to say anything about what the legitimacy is of those options so my take is this there's enough business i'm not worried about it i want the right fit for my firm and i want it to be the right fit for that person so if they have a lower budget they should definitely look at other resources we are not the option for them my only takeaway is this I've seen time and time again. I've got three probates. I want you to listen to this, 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 just this little thing. Three probates, separate probates. They paid the attorney fifteen hundred dollars. I'm probating all three. I mean, different, different, different attorneys. But I found, you know, I was like, oh, I'm curious. You know, and I'm not trying to bad mouth attorneys. Look, the 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 person that might be doing it for fifteen hundred, this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna give you an amazing plan. A plan that works, but then they're going to do this. Well, for $1,500, you know what, Bill, I'll transfer your home, but the rest is on you. Right. And of course, at the moment you're like, yeah, I could do it. I'm going to do it. Yay. Look, I'm a prime example of that. I got divorced in my life. Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh my God. That was the worst thing I did. And then I ended up hiring an attorney to finalize my divorce for me. So now you should see me. I'm hiring. I don't do it myself. I don't do Criminal law. I don't do business. I don't do my dad needed something. You know, I'm like, here, dad, call my guy, and I paid for it. It's just not worth it. But I learned the hard way. And that's my two cents. Can you go online and do it? Yes. But please just take this because this is really important. It has to be signed and notarized properly. Don't think a will can be notarized. It's not. You have to follow the law. And then this guy calls me like, oh, guide me. I'm like, I'm not gonna guide you to do it on your own. I, I charge fees to do it, you know what I mean? So he did the will, but he notarized the will bill and it was it was invalid. That was another one of my probate cases. The, the mother was devastated. Her daughter was a year old, husband died and we're probating things. It's like, ah. so, but making sure the documents are executed right under the law, under California law is very important. the other very important thing is transfer of the assets under the trust.
0: Huge. Huge. What percent of people? I'm just curious. What percent of people get a trust and don't put the assets in the trust? Unbelievable.
1: It is. It exists. Those three cases all had trusts, but they all the assets weren't in the. Two of them. Two of them businesses weren't put in the trust. The other one, a financial account, wasn't put in the trust. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And here we are. Happens all the time. It's amazing. Happens
1: all the time. It's, It's. Yeah. It's. It's. It's a bummer.
0: And as realtors, we should be checking our clients and looking at the public record, because it is public record, is the property to trust or not, because people deed it out to refinance or to fit, send to a family member for various reasons, and forget to put it back in the trust, boom, you just create a major legal problem, right? And I, I think the last thing I would say you know, to your benefit, Shadi, is this, just like with me as a realtor, I get people call me on the phone, you yeah, have to sell my house, it's a probate, it needs court approval, it's this and that, you know, it's like something that I can really help them with. I say, well, yeah, but you know, so and so you know can list a property for one percent. We do it for one percent. I said, look, you're coming to an expert because you need my expertise. This is what I charge. It's competitive. I charge the same price as many other you know agents who aren't experts. There's always somebody who'll do it cheaper. The question is, are they as good as me or not? And if you think they are, then use them. And if you yes. don't. That's my price and I'm okay with it and I'm busy. Like I I, I sold 30 houses in the last 12 months. So, wow. you know, I, I love the job. I love what I do. I love small ones. I don't make it sound more than it is, but you know, I make a very good living, but I I, I talk to a lot of people. I help a lot of people. And, I'm, and I know you the same way. I know, cause I've talked to you. Cause the last time, uh, one time we were gonna do a call and we delayed it cause you had a client walk in and you gave him a consult you didn't charge for. I know that, that you do that cause you care about people. And so either you want the value or you don't. And, and there's nothing wrong with saying no. And there's nothing wrong with the client choosing not to pay their fee. That's, in my book, that's their loss. They're not going to get the service. And the most important part of the puzzle when you go to shoddy for the living trust is shoddy. Of course, it's not the forms of the paperwork. If you, could just, if you could just do a living trust to make money, Amazon and Google would do all the living trusts, right? Why don't they do living trusts? don't have shiny on their team they don't have other attorneys on their team to do the job
1: well there's a lot of online options now and it's the the world's going to change i've been i've sat in a room of trust attorneys you know in a conference mastermind and they're worried about these online and i'm sitting there saying i'm not worried about it right people that want or need online should use it and those that don't should use someone like me i'm okay with that you know i mean and by the way i talk to my clients till i turn blue about realtors and paying their full fee realtors. That is like one of the biggest purchases of people's lives. It's a very stressful transaction. One that carries a lot of liability. When not done right, it's the effects is damaging. So it's like penny wise pound foolish. That is an important analogy because it's it just it holds true. One of your listeners said never discount good service. It's true. You get in life what you pay for.
0: Yeah, but and-
1: I'm not going to ever dog someone for for for, you know, getting something for a lot. I mean, I, I would be like, good, good, good for you. You went and got your trust in place. I'm happy to hear that. That's wonderful. You know?
0: Well, I do feel like the attorneys are very focused on non-attorneys running businesses in the field. And I, I really wish they would spend the same energy on giving customers better service. And I think like in any business, if you're serving your customer's needs, then you don't have to worry about the competition. I love Redfin agents. They sell my listings. I don't care that they're paying their commissions or they're giving customers. I'm not gonna go out and drive a buyer and show them 20 houses on a Sunday. I list the property and the Redfin agent does that. So it doesn't affect me, but there are agents around me whose business has been cut back because of the online real estate companies. And so your only option, and the reason I started down this path of probate was, your only option is to be so good that people need you. And if you're not that good, you're gonna be vulnerable, whether you're an attorney or an accountant or a real estate agent or a mortgage broker. It doesn't matter, we're all the same. If you're yeah. the best, people will use you. If you're not the best, You're probably gonna be in trouble, be replaced.
1: Yeah, very well said, Bill. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, honestly, we could all be replaced one day by robots, but at the end of the day, do you wanna work with a robot or a human? I mean, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Here's a question that that I'm sure you must get regularly. I see it all the time is, do you do probate cases on contingency?
1: No, probate is, you know, um, now if it's litigation, some attorneys do, but probate administration is not allowed to be done on contingency. It's based on the code.
0: But you know. when somebody hires you to hand to open a probate, how much of the money or fees do you need up front to start the process?
1: Oh so actually, if you no, know there's
0: a million dollars of real estate or two million dollars of real estate and assets and you verify all that, and you feel good about it, but they don't have a penny. There's a filing fee, there's a you know a publication, sure. there's work to do. there's serving uh, various beneficiaries and creditors and such. So, the question is, how much cash do I need to give you a front to start the process?
1: In our firm, it's just, it's $3,000. I will share, and I mean, I probably shouldn't show this, but one of my- Oh, do please. (laughs) I just, I have a probate case currently where the daughter didn't have a penny to her name and mom passed and there's a dispute with brother. And Anyways, I'm fronting the fees. I can't do that for all. You know, bigger firms can do that. I tell my clients that when people hire me, I'm all about just educating them. I want the person that's going to be in front of me, that's my client, really have made an educated decision. Right. You know, I don't. If they if they need another firm to carry that three thousand dollar cost, then I want them to have it. I really do. I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, but I have done it on an occasion.
0: Well, I will say that I have a you know, inheritance advance company. I I used to just refer out cases, and I found the companies would just turn my client down, and the client would be pissed, and then I had to pick up the pieces and take them somewhere else. So I started kind of broken those, like a mortgage broker, I do the advanced inheritance work myself. So if you get a client that wants to use you and has assets, in you know, the typical case, they have a million dollar house, but they don't have a dollar, and you need you know $3,000 to cover your costs, we lend that, we'll lend them $10,000, give them some money for expenses and other things. So depends oh, on the case, you know. Thank you, especially with an attorney, we won't do it if there's no attorney involved, because we're not gonna trust it's gonna get done in a timely manner, yes. especially with an attorney that we know, my, my investors are glad to do it. So call me anytime that you need or anybody else on the call. Uh, don't let not having money, if you have assets, get in the way of the problem. And especially if I'm an agent on the deal, I can make even a better deal on those fees and such. So, okay, well, look, uh, Shadi, you've generous your time. And, and uh, we've got a lot of questions in already. Uh, we wrapped up your contact info. If somebody wanted to reach you. I have it online, but if somebody had a question about either a probate case that they wanted to investigate retaining you, or they had want to sit with you and talk about um, estate planning and such, how would they reach you?
1: Um, I will put the information right now in the chat if that helps. You did put earlier Asset Protection and Elder Law Center, the the website, so that's another way that they can reach me. Typically, um, email or phone is the ways that they could reach us, Uh, so hopefully that helps answer the question. I do have videos on YouTube. Uh, You know, I've got some reviews on Yelp and stuff, but um, you are, uh, I just really appreciate you, Bill. Uh, You really stand out from, you know, there's a big sea out there of realtors. And like Bill said earlier, you know, the the idea is better customer service, really, you know, setting ourselves apart. And this um, live stream service that you offer is an amazing asset. So thank you for having me on. I appreciate it just just as much as you are so kind of appreciating me.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, really, it's just because I'm too tired to talk. So I know if I have you on, I can just sit back and watch and and watch the uh, the camera go. No, you're a lot of fun. You're Bert. You have you have deep information because you're in this. And I think the most important thing that struck me was your heart's in is by helping people. The rest. Your success kind of follows that, so thank you so You're much so again for being on the Thank call. you,
1: Phil. I so appreciate so, that. I try my best. I'm I, I, I'm not perfect, but I do, do try my best. So thank you, you
0: do it. You do it consistently. But thank you. Look, uh, this will wrap up. Her contact info is below. If you don't have it, can't find it, text or email me. I'll be glad to put you guys together. She is a beacon of uh, uh, information for probate and trust administration in Orange County and in LA as well. Uh, if you have those to carry over, feel free to reach out. We do, this is probateweekly.com. We do it every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We record it, send it out on YouTube. And if you subscribe there, you'll get notified. when We have new, uh, new episodes. Uh, We do it every single week. So thank you so much for participating. I appreciate you guys, all the good questions. Thank you so much. Have a great week and we'll see you next week.